Hi, I'm Ben Rizzuto, wealth strategist at Janice Henderson Investors. Is a brighter future possible? At Janice Henderson, we think it is. For 90 years, we've worked to help clients achieve superior financial outcomes and fulfill our purpose of investing in a brighter future together. We know that this means our thinking and our investments are helping to shape millions of futures. At Janice Henderson, we are committed to helping you invest in a brighter future for the next 90 years and beyond. To learn more, go to JaniceHenderson.com. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Thursday morning. Welcome to Squawk of the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber. Future is pretty steady as the market chews on more high-profile earnings, Pepsi, Uber, plus Disney and Expedia tonight. Bitcoin, cannabis, the Bumble IPO, all part of the conversation. Jobless claims were still elevated at 793,000. Our roadmap begins with some pot stock volatility. Uh, Tilray, Canopy, Aurora giving back some of yesterday's Reddit trade. Plus, we got uh, Uber shares under some pressure. We'll keep an eye on that. The company did report a nearly $7 billion loss last year, but says it remains on track to be profitable this year. And as Carl just mentioned, we're keeping a close eye on an IPO. It's dating app Bumble. It is going to make its NASDAQ debut. It will have more than a $7 billion valuation. It's going to be up sharply, and it does mark a major moment for female-led companies female CEO, female board. The ladies, Carl, are in charge, certainly in this one. Uh, yeah, we look forward to talking to Tony on the 11. Uh, Jim, I don't know if you want to start with cannabis. I see Bitcoin now uh, all-time high this morning. You couple that with Bank of New York Mellon, what Dara just said about it a moment ago. Uh, interesting day for the, it, for the cryptocurrency. I have to tell you, Carl, when you see uh, MasterCard feeling that they have to put out a press release about what they're doing and you can't really tell exactly where it starts or stops. I'll take Bitcoin. I'll send it to Bitcoin. You get Bitcoin. You don't get Bitcoin. But Visa's got the Bank of New York. What is really interesting, Carl, is... I think this is really driven by Elon Musk saying, you know what? Regular currency is no good anymore because everybody's printing it. And this is the more valid uh, storehold. Musk is driving so much of this market. It's fascinating. Uh, uh, David, I'm not a, 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 the Doge. You know, you've got the Dogecoin. Dog. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. not necessarily no. what I expect that PepsiCo will take in return for, for Fritos. Right. Fritos. But there is a, a sense that if you don't put out a release, PayPal is a meeting today about this, you're being left in the dust. Do you find that quizzical that these companies are playing such a, uh, let's say, a, a laggard game? I guess, something? but I'm trying to understand whether this is a seminal moment in the history of this currency and or cryptos in I am general. Too. I am too. And I'll say anecdotally, I'm getting questions from areas that I would not have anticipated in terms of, well, should I own Bitcoin? And not from people who are speculators, but no. sort of uh, as a hedge, or is it simply something that should become a part of my portfolio in some way? You know, I don't, I'm sure you're hearing plenty of oh, it. Oh, well, how do you integrate it? That's what people are talking about. I mean, the MasterCard, Lisa Ellis, I think, is really unbelievable. Uh, Ed Moffat Nathanson, partner Moffat Nathanson. She's just incredible work trying to differentiate what Visa's saying from PayPal, from MasterCard. But you don't really understand, or uh, that when they say they'll accept uh, Bitcoin, David. Does that yeah. mean that you get it transferred into dollars immediately, a Visa strategy? Or is there a MasterCard strategy? I give you Bitcoin and you, they send you Bitcoin? Right. No one's really clear. And I think no one's really clear because it's happening too quickly. So where, where's the clarity going to come from? I think we're gonna get the clear, uh, we'll get the clarity tonight from, uh, from Dan Schulman, PayPal, because he was the first guy to say, you know what, this is a legitimate deal of the major companies. And you know the, size, the market cap of PayPal is extraordinary. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. 
We know that one, Carl, right? I always I check it, but it's right around three three hundred bill is usually where PayPal is. So not an insane. Yeah, yeah. 331 no, billion. Different- Sorry. Yeah, three thirty one billion. It's definitely a different environment, Jim. I mean, it's one thing to have PayPal and, and Jack Dorsey talk about it. But, I mean, Bank of New York Mellon is the largest custodial bank in the world. It's mm-hmm. our oldest bank. And to hear them say that eventually they're going to treat it like any other asset sounds different. It sure does. Uh, it, th- there's a couple of streams of thought that are going on about assets that are, other, that are going to be treated differently. We're going to be talking about the pot stocks. What's the big differentiator in pot? It's only a, bit, it's a cash business. It needs to be in credit. You can't buy on credit. They can't. They 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 bring these big brinks trucks to the to all the different repositories. Uh, that's going to change. That's going to go into credit. We're suddenly seeing this as a form of credit, David. That's what it is. People want to use Bitcoin as a form of credit. But you know, how do you buy a Lamborghini with Bitcoin, and then how do you buy a bag of Doritos with Bitcoin? Right. I I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's got to be immediately translated, or That's, does it just, or is it its own thing? Well, who wants that level of risk? I mean, what is, is, is Musk going to price Teslas in, in actual Bitcoin? <laughs> this uh, is, you know, what Musk? I'm is, selling this for one Bitcoin. All right, forty-seven grand. Yeah, there you go. Right, he can sell the model. He's right around there in some of the, his models. But we were on our set call yesterday for Mad Money, and I was asking Regina Gilgan, my amazing executive producer, I said, "Is it really a revolution that we're seeing? Is is are these just all revolutions, and we have to recognize the revolutions, or they are just kind of very exciting things that have interrupted the boring world of the PepsiCo's? I don't know. I find so much. I found, find myself playing. Uh, there's a piece today in the Wall Street Journal about GameStop versus. Uh, it's, it's an easy piece to read. GameStop versus Bitcoin, and they are. They do have these characteristics, Carl, that make it so that it, they're just prurient. They're prurient, and I think a lot of people want to have car crashes, and I'm not seeing any. But I do see spikes in stocks, Carl, that are going to lose people so much money that it's just it, 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 they're going to yeah. say, "Why did I ever, ever buy a stock?" You mentioned uh, GameStop, Jim. Uh, There's the journal piece. There's the Reuters piece, which does cite four people uh, familiar with their deliberations that says, look, they they realized that there was an opportunity to sell some shares, uh, but that they thought the regulatory restrictions just made that impossible when that squeeze was happening. That's well, it seems fair, right? Yeah. No, listen, you know, it's funny. I didn't share this, but I I, some similar reporting. The level of disclosure, uh, the significant risk factors just prevented them. You know, it's kind of funny. They're having that as an exclusive. I have it written down in my notes from a couple of days ago, talking to a couple of lawyers, and I didn't even do it. But yeah, that's the same reason I think. Now you um, said it on air. Uh, well, I mean, it was a level, It was a disclosure issue that seemed to, and I haven't read this Reuters story, but that seemed to really um, they viewed as a gating issue, Jim. Because I know you brought it up so many times, well, and of so course afraid. it was an obvious question: Why yep. wouldn't GameStop sell stock? At 100, 200, 300, wherever they possibly okay, so but even here potentially. Well, let's deal with real time. Um, but right disclosure now, issues just... apparently and the significant risk factors that they'd have to, it just, they just couldn't get there. But why can't they do it now? This is the highest of trade. This is back in 2013. Um, this again, is when they, I, before I, digital. I mean, that's, you know, that's why only a couple of Why are they playing this game? Of, why, do they, why do they insist on not doing what would be best for shareholders? Which is to raise money to be able to change. I've just told you they've their lawyer. It's blame no, the no, lawyers. I'm saying, no, I'm saying issue release saying, OK, here's everything that we know. Right. This, right at this moment, everything right. we know. And now we're going to sell stock. Mm-hmm. That's what they can do. That's called disclosure. No, it is. And they could have conceivably done that at higher levels. But sure. they chose not to again because well, if you want to pop, I guess the risk factors are so enormous that 
Yeah, because but, you know, listen, I mean, Hertz was going to actually did sell a little bit of stock when it was bankrupt. And they basically said, here's the risk factor. This is worthless. Yeah. You want to buy it. It's well, worthless. There's the benchmark. And then they went ahead and did it. Well, look, Carl, right now, there are a dozen stocks being run by Reddit, OK, which are I mean, I get the list. I have actually a Reddit list uh, that are cannabis stocks. Every one of those companies, they may say they don't need capital, but if they're going to tackle Canopy, which has an amazing amazing war chest. They should just be issuing stock right now. It's not a sin to issue stock. What's going to happen is eventually people who are part of the revolution are going to recognize that just like central banks can print, these companies can all print. And they're just not that good at it yet because it's happening too fast. Should Aurora be issuing stock right now? I don't know. Or do you think you're going to go up against Procter & Gamble? You need some money. David, CBD yeah. is going to be Jim, everywhere. you know, I mean, I'm sorry. A lot of these names went through um, parabolic growth in their share price a while ago. We all remember that. But at the time back then, the notion of federal uh, decriminalization was not on the table. And depending on who you talk to, now it is. Oh, it's very real. But how are you going to capitalize? The edible market is, is not nearly as big as we thought. The natural cannabis drug, not that big as we thought. The thing, that, the market that's the holy grail is the equivalent of the beer market. And that's why I continue to say the canopy's great. Every one of these companies has a story. Some of them are more profitable than others. It's just not as big a business as we thought. It's, David, it's not. No, I get you. Uh, listen, I want to, can I come back to this raising capital thing for a second, Jim? Sure. Did you see this carnival debt offering this morning? Well, they did another deal. Three and a half billion unsecured. So it's not like the ships are securing it. Just to your point about being able to raise money in this market, three and a half billion senior unsecured notes due 2027. 5.75. There you go. I was going to ask. I was going to try and quiz you. What do you think they? What do you think they're paying? It's, yeah. it's like the Govy. It's yeah. a Govy. 5.75 percent for a company that hasn't had a hasn't had a ship it's on the water in I don't even know how long. Uh, and, and remember, this eight dollars when you covered that when the stock went down, and, and that was that was uns- the Boeing bond and, and the and carnival stock. Billion. What does that say in terms of the the uh, uh, as a reflection of the need for for some sort of yield out there and the willingness of investors to just line yeah, you up? You and I are going to go on the USS Jerome Powell. <laughs> it's gonna. That's gonna be. A, they're gonna need a bigger I mean, boat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to hold all the booze. I mean, uh, guys, it is Drizzly. their fifth. I'm pretty sure it's their fifth bond sale in the COVID era. Well, that's the red guys will love that. I mean, one. they're doing what Jim says. Game, you know, no, they're doing it right. So they're raising Norwegian. it wherever they could, whenever Norwegian? they could. And Norwegian's going to, you know, the bookings are very solid. There's a lot of work behind the scenes on this. The bookings are very solid for 2022. So everyone who is trying that's, to book right. knows that it's tough to get a reservation. But they're solid, but they're not, they might not go. No, but this is based on, obviously, future cash flows because there are no current ones. So you're right. willing to step up and say, OK, I'll take 575 for, for six-year money or whatever it is, right, to 2027. Boy, you can. Unsecured. Carl, well, it is, I mean, whether it be Carnival, whether it be Bitcoin, whether it be uh, Tilray, I mean, there's something happening amazing every yeah. single day. I mean, this is the most exciting market. I was going to say, Jim. I mean, as far as the reopening play goes, we got upgrades today of Simon Property, Under Armour, and Bed Bath. Um, COVID cases are down 23% in a week, 58% from the peak. Uh, a new Gallup poll, Jim, says 71% of Americans say they'll get the vaccine. That's a cycle high. Uh, Fauci today on Today Show says April will be open season where we can eventually 
walk in and get one at will. And you've got your second one, which means, according now to the CDC, you don't have to quarantine if you come in contact with a person who's got it. It's fabulous. Twelve days from now is the full immunity. I have only a five percent chance of getting it. I had the Moderna. Thank you to the Moderna people. Oh, there he is. Unbelievable. Eagle's hat. And uh, there's a 24-hour tent in Staten Island. The, they just do it 24 hours. It's open. You go. You get it. I'm sure you know, there's restrictions I, I, I applied for. It was a two-hour two hour delay, but they had to, uh, there was a storm, so they backed people up. It, they sang me happy birthday. Uh, it was very hard not to cry until a guy was telling, telling me whether I, yes, we say you like J&J. I said, yeah, I like J&J. J&J is good. He goes, how about the Bristol? The Bristol's fine. Um, but you know, there's, there's uh, George, who is a, just a fantastic advocate and leader. And I, I want to urge everyone to do this. I know we have an app now. What, yes. The yes, website. That shows, yeah. This is something that is so easy to do. And if you, my life changed, I cannot tell you how different I felt. After tell that me when, I, tell me when I can go. Just tell me. I'm ready. Gonna, tell me when I can get going it. To, you go to City Field. You can go with all the losers. You, you can go to the Mets. You'll have a great time. But now here's another word. There's a thing called microvision. By the way, guys. Yeah, what, Carl? I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, Jim, you're right. I, I just want to mention our team at NBC Universal is launching uh, a new tool, uh, which can be found at planyourvaccine.com right there on your screen. There's been so much confusion about when it is your turn. Right. Uh, this site is meant to help alleviate that. It's a personal tool where you can go state by state, find your eligibility, the closest location, and, of course, all the vaccine data, uh, plus a checklist of things that you will need uh, to keep your appointment, Jim, which you know all too well. Yeah, look, it, this is something that I think is staggeringly easy, and they make it really terrific uh, in terms of just the atmosphere. At least my, mine was great. I know, look, it's still... It's life or death, and you get the shot, and you're more likely to live than before. And that's a joyous thing, and I'm glad we did that, glad we did that site because it is confusing. I am lucky enough. It's the first time it's ever lucky enough to be 65, right, dude? I'm lucky enough. You were. You've been lucky in a lot of ways, uh, but yes. Are you, uh, that's, is that the right age? Or no, we, no. I yeah. turned 66 yesterday, but I, you know, people, <laughs> no one said I was cutting in line. That's what bothered uh, me. Just, thank you. Thank, I'm so happy to have somebody I work with who's older than me because they're far and few between these days, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, as somebody said yesterday, you know you're old when the house impeachment managers are younger than you, uh, much less your doctor or your dentist. We'll take a quick break here. A lot to get to, including the upgrades we mentioned and some of the earnings that are filtering in with some movers uh, like Zillow Group and Sonos. Uh, futures are strong. We're back in a moment. The spirit of performance defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura's been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. 
For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Bumble makes its debut today after pricing its IPO at 43. That's above the already raised range of 37 to 39. Uh, The dating service raising uh, more than $2 billion, overall value of more than $7 billion. We will talk to founder and CEO Whitney Wolfherd later this morning on Squawk Alley. Uh, The $7 billion number, uh, David, uh, doesn't really account for the option for the over allotment. Yeah, it's going to be an incredibly, as we say, hot IPO. We're going to want to keep an eye on the open because it could be significant percentage gains that we see uh, raising what, around $2 billion. You know, the oversubscribed numbers, as you might imagine, are enormous. Everybody fighting for their allocation. But the business model, Jim, is what's interesting to people. And here are a few things shared by, frankly, people, of course, who are lining up to own this thing mm-hmm. this morning. So they're bullish. Uh, lower churn, they cite, than match because people, you know, there's not as much meanness, frankly, right. on the site. Uh, there's more empathy and kindness, which is what uh, Merida, uh, excuse me, uh, Whitney Wolf Heard was going going for. Um, the ladies are in charge. It's, by the way, female run fully female-run organization, board, all those things. And her letter, when you read it, is interesting. You know, she wanted a way for women to make a first move without judgment or fear and a technology platform that would encourage good behavior, treat all genders equal, and create better relationships. And that is what led her to start the company. A lot of people doing virtual dates these days, by the way, again, which leads to lower churn. It just takes a lot longer to sort of move along in the relationship. You order Uber Eats for your virtual date, apparently. And again, I don't, you know, I'm learning this. Can you have Drizzly with that or is it too? I guess so. Uh, But that slow dating sort of helps. Will they move into virtual goods? Will they move from creating this community they have to other services? That at least is a question and certainly something that those who are positive on the stock, Jim, seem to believe is a possibility. And it's global. Have so you, you got David? all that this morning lining up for what seems to be a very, but very successful Your debut. note about Kindler Gentler makes me think about the most kind and, gen- and gentle website, which is Pinterest, mm. where Pinterest, by declaring itself basically wholesome, seems to have attracted interest from another company that is it shouldn't be wholesome. Yeah, that's an FT story that says Microsoft had taken a look. I have no idea if that's true. Uh, what were your thoughts about the possibility? As we Again, Bumble's going to be, and there's the competitors. There are plenty of them. Yes. But people love the idea that they do have a lot lower churn. Uh, and they're, and, and uh, Whitney Wolf Hurt is, is quite well thought of amongst the at least the head so heavy that I've been talking about. Oh, yeah. Competition, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I do think that uh, it is... It's a, it's a loved company, and you're absolutely right. It's going to be the hot deal. We'll yeah. be talking about it all day, and I think it's a very successful business model. But I do like this whole idea. Twitter got kinder and gentler, and mm-hmm. Twitter stock went up. There is a reaction, David, to uh, what I regard as uh, verbal violence right. that's coming down. And I think that people are, are really trying to figure out whether they, they should be. I haven't uh, seen any note of that in my Twitter feed yet. Have you seen it in yours? 
I took a break from yesterday. Did you? Well, yeah. I just posted my stuff about Moderna. <laughs> I mean, Carl, at a certain point, you know, there's people who trash you for having your birthday. It's, I know. Wow. Or anything bad else. Kramer's birthday. Um, he wants us out of all the good stocks into the bad ones. <laughs> Kramer put, we haven't Kramer even mentioned well, we haven't mentioned SPACs yet, so the the hate tweeting hasn't begun. You, you didn't talk about Microvision, David. It's up yeah. the biggest because it met its April forecast, Ooh. April milestones. Oh, MVIS is one I know that you're close to. <laughs> we'll get to that. It's a MEMS-based laser. I, I want it to be a meme-based laser. Oh, it's lasers. Nice. I love lasers. Lidar, David. Space lasers? Um, no. It, it says pigs can fly using flying cars. Flying car lasers. Pointed out because it's doubling. That's what we're doing, Carl. Flying car lasers. Isn't, Up next. Isn't Clover kind of a payment we, system? That's the competition. No, right. We mm. almost made it to 920 before yeah. uh, before SPAC mentioned. But we'll get to it and the opening bell in 10 minutes. Don't go away. Every day. Thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Shehi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. All right, let's get to a mad dash. Uh, seven minutes before we get an opening bell this morning. Zillow? A lot of joyous calls these days. The Zillow call started yesterday with the mention that there was a, a little skit on Saturday Night Live uh, this weekend about uh, the great reshuffling and the people who have been using Zillow to surf. The surfing is incredible. The numbers are amazing. And the fact that the, the homes are moving so quickly is fantastic for them and their home business. And there's a multiple price target bumps and upgrade by City, the little lake there. And what I'm sta- staggered by, David, the, the velocity of homes being sold in this country right now. We're back 2006, but this time you actually have to pay them. You have to pay for them. You do? Yeah, you have to pay for a home when you buy. Oh. Remember back in 2006, you did? No. Well, that changes everything. Yeah, it does. It makes it, it makes it more difficult to buy a home because you have to pay for it. Yes. But uh, I do think that the quarter was remarkable. It's fun reading, too. And this is all about being Amazon. It's all about one click, one touch, buy house. And Rich Barton did a fantastic job on the conference call. He, he masterful. It was really cool, a very well-orchestrated call. So I think Zillow goes much higher. I mean, it's going to hit what would appear to be new highs, and that's not worrisome to you. No, it's not worrisome because they've changed the business model aggressively to be able to make it so that you, you can give your house to them, they'll fix it up. And I know, look, obviously, when housing goes down, they mention that. Look, when housing goes down, they're going to get hurt. I mean, there's obviously, you're, you're trading almost like Bitcoin. Houses are trading like Bitcoin, dude. Man, the moves in some of these stocks, Jim. Well, extraordinary. Everybody's making a lot of money, David, and you want to take it away from them. I've read that. You want to keep people in their chains. I just look at my stocks. You'd think it was a year when you look at the performance of some of these names. GM's up 31%. Ford's up 33%. Someone said to me yesterday that that one of their stocks isn't working. And I said, what it was? And he said, and I said, that stock is up 50% in six months. He goes, it's not working. Okay. Uh, Let's get an opening bell. We're back after that. If you look at the results in delivery, the growth continues unabated. We've got gross bookings growth of 128% year on year. Our revenue growth was over 200% in 
uh, in a delivery segment and losses are coming down. We're investing, but actually in 15 countries now, we're profitable, generating $100 million in EBITDA, on $2.5 billion of bookings. So the question is to like, everyone agrees, delivery can be big, but can it be profitable? The answer there is yes. On the mobility side, as things open up, our business comes back, and mobility, we've proven profitability for some period of time. That's Dara Shahi of uh, Uber on Squawk earlier this morning. Stock's going to open down about 1%, obviously, as the uh, quarter was, I guess, uh, Jim, a little mixed, although Morgan Stanley this morning reiterates uh, top pick, uh, target of 70. Well, it's hard to resist because you've got that dynamic where if the, market, if the economy stays closed, they do great in delivery. If the economy stay, stays open, they'll keep delivery, and then obviously they'll do mobility. It was an excellent conference call. They're talking about owning the next hour, David. That's a new one. Uh, they're saying maybe the next hour is pharmacy. Uh, obviously, they like this drizzly acquisition very much to do alcohol. But the one thing, David, that's missing here mm-hmm. is they're not, they're not making a lot of money. No, they're not. In no. fact, they're losing a lot. They are. I, I feared you would bring that up. I, I know. You would just go right there. But, you know, I mean, we keep talking about the, the ride business as though it's an afterthought. What were bookings were down 47 percent year over year. Versus 50% in the third quarter. So I guess sequentially it's improved a bit. Yeah, and they we all know Brazil why. And it, but it is, is this a reopening trade or not? I mean. Uh, well, yeah, I think it is. But this is, it's very glaring to me that delivery is the, is the emphasis. But that if you don't ultimately have autonomous driving, if you don't get that down, then I think you have a business that's just a good business. But it's not, it's a taxi business and a delivery business. That's not Amazon. Well, we're going to see how it trades at the open here, guys, as we see the opening bell at the NYC. And there's the NASDAQ with Bumble celebrating its IPO. We'll talk with, uh, with the founder and CEO, uh, Whitney Wolford, later this morning on Squawk Alley. At the big board, it is Signify Health celebrating its own IPO. David, you mentioned um, there are not many female CEOs of public companies and even fewer who are female and also a founder. Yep. Female founder, female management team, female board. Uh, as I said earlier, kiddingly in a way, but the ladies are in charge, both at the company and on the site. Uh, and that seems to be something that uh, has been quite favorable for it in terms of the willingness, Jim, of people to spend time on the site uh, as they look for, uh, for relationships. Um, lack of meanness, well, more empathy, more kindness. Hey, we can all get behind that. And and again, of course, it is it is, as as she said in her letter, um, women have the confidence and control and they're the ones that make the first move, so to speak. Well, I mean, it's about time that the, there's all these verticals, David, that you know, women handle most of the money in, in people's homes. But city comes has a, a woman as the CEO. Yes. Good piece today. I mean, I, I just think that there's when you look at the board, look at, at Clorox. So Ben O'Dor is running Clorox. It's a, most of the purchases are made by women, right? He brings in an absolutely terrific person, Linda Rendell. And I, I say to myself, why, why wasn't that company run by women years ago? But the Clorox. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I, you know, Procter & Gamble, I think Taylor does a great job. He puts Amy Chang on the board, a young, terrific, brilliant Stanford, uh, uh, Stanford graduate of computer science. And they say, look, you know, here's, what we, here's how, what we buy in our house. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the kind of insight. Why do we have to... These companies... What, Tilray? I'll put a... <laughs> Tilray. Got to put up Tilray. Got to put up Tilray. Sundial. Well, it's not Gamestop. Tilray. 
Where's AMC? We haven't talked about that. No. But I just think that it's, I'm listening to him saying it's about time. These consumer product companies, they should, I think, all be run by women. Because women are the customers. It's a very good point. Well, uh, certainly Indra Nooyi, Jim, uh, was uh, well known at Pepsi, which brings to mind their quarter. uh, Beat by a penny. Revenue up 5.7 was, I guess, uh, some are arguing maybe a little shy of the S, or better better than the 5, but organic, I think. Um, at Frito-Lay was five, prior quarter six, uh, and no more buybacks this year, although we got a 5% div hike. Well, I actually was glad that Raymond LaGuardia did not do buyback. He's, he, what he's done is give a nice dividend boost because he's, he's growing the company. The company's growing much faster than it used to. It's really a 5 to 6% grower now to 4%, very consistent, bunch of new billion-dollar brands, the uh, Gatorade Zero. I know you might, Dave might not like the chemical labels on it, but it's very good. It's a billion-dollar brand out of nowhere. It's all the new hot Doritos doing well. And by the way, excellent Super Bowl for them, both from the Melon ad, but also from the Matthew McConaughey flat ad that people got a kick out of. Oh, yeah. All right, where he got stuck behind the, in, the, in the actual machine when he came to life. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. You liked it? I, he's an intellect. He's a poet. He's got a he's new great book writer. Out. Yeah. He, has Link, he likes Lincolns. Did that ad? Yes, he does. But, but Carl, I thought PepsiCo was the... I was trying firming for my show tonight. PepsiCo's boring. When I talked to LaGuardia, we always talk about how boring it is. And boring is really good. There's, I'm in praise of boring. I mean, it's not Dogecoin and it's not um, Tilray. It, it, it's just boring. <laughs> but that's good because when the smoke clears, boring's still going to be there, Carl. The smoke clears. I like that, by the way. You like that? Yeah, we're talking about these cannabis stocks all going down today after they went up yesterday. That's why you keep seeing them on the screen there. You killed them by talking about Tilray yesterday. I had nothing to do with anything having to do with these stocks. I tell people when they say that you tried to take money away, I said he found Jack Ma. And everyone hear that again. He was out playing golf, Jack Ma. Really? Yeah. Do you know that the the people, I'm not kidding, that the TikTok deal is still could be on? I know. But if it's not, there's going to be a, you know, there's going to be an IPO. Of? ByteDance. ByteDance. That's yeah. the alternative. Uh, Apparently, the problem the government has is they're not, they're not concerned with TikTok divesting in U.S. operations. They're focused on software and data security and whether that's, that's going to be a larger, right, larger that's issue been the for issue, Biden. That's been the issue all along. You've been uh, saying that's going to be the issue. Yeah, it's been the issue from the beginning. Um, can we talk about Tilray so that they'll get rid of it? Or was it just going to be with us? Well, what do you deep. think, Jim? To be, oh, to be determined, I'm told, by our executive producer. Um, we should point out, Jim, it is important to remember, Tilray is in that deal, that reverse merger with Afria. Right. They're issuing the shares, but, uh, but Afria's going to end up owning, shareholders going to own about 62% of the combined company. Um, and the spread is enormous. I've got to go back and look at what the, uh, what the ratio is. But, but the spread's gigantic. This but thing aren't you is proud of, everything out of, out are you of proud of Irwin Simon making it come back from Hain? Yeah, Irwin Simon, that's right. It's a, that's it's a well-run company. Yep. $6.6 billion company. It's, it's going to be a survivor. Cool. Um, but they're caught up in this now. And, of course, yesterday the stocks were up sharply. And now they are down sharply. Uh, where are they going next is the question. I, tried, I, I thought it was going to be LIDAR. LIDAR? I mean, what are they going to bust next in terms of the yeah, short squeeze? Or, yeah, I mean, well, look, knows? I mean, I thought they'd be all over uh, Bed Bath & Beyond because 67% of Bed Bath is, well, well no, they, they were for a position. while there. Yeah. They, boy, that cut that short position in half. Right. But, Carl, I mean, I think everybody wakes up and tries to figure out what are they going to go after today, and there's just not enough targets. They went after silver, Carl, yeah. and there wasn't a short position in silver, so it failed. It just didn't work. Yeah, I mean, from, from the... On the red, from through a Reddit lens, Jim, I see what you're saying. There is a, a you know a groundswell of attention this morning on payments. Hard not to notice the leaders: Mastercard, as we said earlier, Bank of New York, Paycom. 
PayPal, Western Union, uh, Jim, all in the top 15 S&P gainers. I assume that this is sort of a, a Bitcoin yeah. hope kind of halo effect. Yeah, I was uh, behind the scenes making some calls, and I said, I wish MasterCard would put out a release saying that they'll take uh, Bitcoin, because I think the stock will go up 10 bucks. Well, they put out a release, and the stock's up 10 bucks. It's kind of like you can do it, David. You can put do what? Release. Put out a release that you're involved with Bitcoin, you can and get then, your stock up. And Bitcoin goes up, too. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, virtual, it's a, it's, it's a virtual circle of, of beauty and kindness. So all these different things, are, they, are these not signs of, of toppiness in the market, Jim? Do they not concern you in some broader way, or is the it you know, meter, too much brought, made of them? I bought back the frothometer. I haven't used the frothometer in 16 years on, the, on Man You Monday. did? I bought back the frothometer last night. No kidding. Yeah, frothometer's back. And what goes into the frothometer, sort of what? What are well, the, the what celebrity are the, SPACs. Uh-huh. You know, the, uh, the, yep. A-Rod. Um, anything EV at this point, if it, unless it gets the battery charged faster. The EVs are, right. I mean, everybody's got the most efficient battery. Right. Um, uh, heavily shorted socks are part of the frothometer, busting them. All the SPACs. I mean, there's a look at the CNBC SPAC 50. We have two, that's, we have two of them. We have that's post-deal. I think that's post-deal. Oh, i got to remember which is which. And then this is, this is post-deal. And the other one was pre-deal. Yep. But pre-deal is even more interesting because, of course, none That's of them have announced a transaction yet. And yet they're all... Not, there's nothing not things, they, they things to uh, buy. Man, I, I mean, they, it is just, they're printing money, the SPACs. I, all these he, funds, they just go in and buy the, buy the offering of the SPAC. Then, of course, you might get it on the pipe no, for the deal. And uh, it's, no, it, you know, right now stage, everybody's making a lot of money. People make money. The sponsors make money. Yes. And ultimately, and I, you're absolutely right, Carl, because I talked about uh, Michael Semblis, who's a friend of mine outside of work. He's a strategist at J.P. Morgan. He did have some conspiracy theories that may or may not have actually come into play about the election. But his work does say that these assets will not necessarily be terrific when you get in at the end. And I'm sticking by that. Uh, people don't want to hear that because it, it's too exciting. But, Carl, we're not – this is not like – you know, this is not NASCAR. Okay? We're not NASCAR. We're not. We're, we're, it's not WWE here. David, it's not. We're not WWE. We're not NASCAR. We're not great Grand Theft Auto, and we're not Call of Duty. We're like business, yes. stocks, companies, money, and not losing people money. That's mm. what we're doing. Understood. But right now, a lot of people are just making money. From, well, no, but I know that's and that's the good. That's the fourth thing. And, right. and by the way, there's an enormous amount of capital, Carl, coming into businesses that otherwise might not get it, which may result in some really positive things. There probably will be a breakthrough in EV and battery technology that will be beneficial for everybody. There probably really will point. be um, an urban mobility. Uh, I don't know what you want to call it. Flying car or not. That that'll be great. Uh, that'll be autonomous one day. Pro- I mean, there is so much money as a result of SPACs flooding into businesses that otherwise might not have been able to find it. Or maybe they would have, but it would have been more expensive capital. So it'll be interesting. But, uh, but there are going to be a lot of losers, too. There's but, never a doubt about that. But see, David, normally when we be talking about Hormel and the nut deal. The nut deal with that's Kraft? Just not a, it's just not interesting. No, right? it's not. It's not. But it is interesting. It's a real company, Hormel. They have a great dividend record. People have made money in Hormel for years and years and years. It's $3.35 billion, Hormel. Buying that nut business from uh, from Kraft. They're getting the planters, the cheese balls. The cheese balls aren't as good as the Uts cheese balls, but but you know, Carl, Carl like <laughs> things are happening in the real world, and they're very positive, and no one really cares. And then there's this world that we're showing right uh, now. And well, Dow hit a record high. Yeah, That's there's Hormel. Meaningful. Not responding to their 3.35 billion dollar deal. Well, there's no short interest. No one's short Hormel. <laughs> 
flying yeah, cars. Pinterest back, didn't so. qu didn't quite get to um, uh, the all time high on Pinterest. Yeah, right around eighty six forty nine, and, and as you say, uh, not quite getting there. Jim, um, you know, we, we have some of these reopening upgrades uh, this morning. Uh, Simon Property, I think, is one to talk about. We mentioned Under Armour, I think, over at Piper, uh, which kind of brings us to Disney tonight. And the question of whether or not uh, you continue to buy it on the streaming momentum or the idea that parks really are around the corner. I think you have to because that's one. Look at the Uber. You, know, you have one business that's not doing badly and another business is doing badly. Uh, I think delivery is not doing bad. I'm not going to rave about delivery because I don't think it's as a great business having been a client of these companies. But Disney's different. I mean, when you get these theme parks open, they remember, they did restructure this company during this period. I think the profitability of Disney is going to be remarkable. Happy birthday, uh, belated birthday to Bob Iger yesterday. Uh, and I think that what you're going to see is a Disney that's going to make so much more money per person that you're, you're going to be staggered at, how, at what this company is going to be able to do. They have taken advantage of a very difficult time for them and really reinvented the company. Carl, I think it's going to be remarkable. I remember when we used to sit here and count number of ESPN subs that are dropped. I don't even know, David, you know they could get rid of ESPN if they wanted It's to. amazing. Yeah. It's not part of the conversation any longer. I don't think they will get rid of ESPN, at least in the near term. There may be some moves they make in terms of uh, the O&Os or something like that, or even the ABC network. I don't know. But, Jim, you're right. Um, it's all about direct-to-consumer. It's all about the focus of the company. Although when theme parks reopen and people actually start going to movie theaters again, that won't be a bad thing for Disney. It's going to be a huge. Now, be huge. I, now at a $345 billion market value, is the reopening already taken account of in that stock price? Well, not if you have a Roaring Twenties view that it's going to be years worth bookings. See, I think mm -hmm. it's not a quarter. I think it's you know, people are going to be booking for 2023. I think that's what's going to happen. If you had told anybody at the beginning of this horrible pandemic that Disney stock would be up 100% or whatever the number is from the low, Amazing. when is, their theme parks have been operating at far less than capacity, if, in fact, they've even been allowed to be open, right? In California, it's been open closed. Um, it's amazing. And do nobody would talk, be going to movies. In your world, do people talk about how brilliant Disney Plus ended up being? Yes. Uh, it's considered, I mean, it's Netflix and Disney. Right. And obviously, you know, for a while we were looking at the two in terms of market value just as a way because Netflix was larger than Disney for some period of time and they were very close. Now Disney's $100 billion larger than Netflix. Uh, but they are the two dominant providers uh, when it comes to direct-to-consumer. And then everybody's sort of trying to play to some extent with their offerings. By the way, you see shares of Viacom? I mean, Paramount Plus, which we all got to know as a result of watching the Super Bowl, that's coming. Uh, they're unveiling it at least, I think, March 4th. Um, that stock's up 54% no, this year, Jim. My, my hat's off. I was not. I, is that, I got, is that really on fundamentals? All on fundamentals? It should never have been where it was. No, that is a great point. It was not going out of business. It's people a great were valuing point. It as being, remember the people were talking about its debt? No, it, you're right. It was trading at multiples that it should never have been in. In retrospect, many people were very concerned about it. But there are still a lot of questions about the overall trajectory of the company or whether at some point you've got to have more consolidation in this industry uh, amongst the, these players that are out there to be able to even try to compete with the likes of Netflix totally and Disney. Agree. I totally agree. And it hasn't happened yet. No. Uh, and, but it's got to happen. I, and it I, will at some point. I just I don't know when and what form it will occur. I have a pot break-in. You have what? A cannabis break-in. Tell me. Grow generation. Last night I said it's time to take some profits. Yeah. It's down 8%. Grow generation. Well, that's what you need. You want to be a gentleman cannabis farmer, David. Mm -hmm. You have to go to grow generation. If you have some, you want to be able to you know, make it for and yourself. And they give you the plants? Well, they, they, show you, they set it up for you. They set the whole thing up for well, you. Well, yeah, it's just a one-stop shop. Got it. Grow generation. 
I recommended 15. It was a short order. Is that for your hot hat? Is that for your inside? Like, do you have a, or you can do it outside? Lisa handles that business for me. I don't trust that business. It's not the business I've chosen, David. (laughs) But you're growing, you have olives. You might want to add something on the property there. Carl, I got my olive oils in. It's just the best it's ever been. I do. I have great olive oil. Never seen an, an uh, I don't Carl, have you ever gotten a Christmas gift of olive oil from Jim? Pandemic now and out of the pandemic. Have no, you I've, I've no, I've given Christmas gifts oh, to Jim, but right. never received. Good oh, yeah. great, Carl. I'm sorry. Mm. Nice olive oil, huh? All right, I'll do that. Beyond Meat is down, even though that PepsiCo makes very, very uh, what I'd say aggressive plans to be able to move into plant-based uh, snacks. Uh, in the in the Kellogg release, you'll see that vegan is the fastest growing segment in the snack business, other than the salties in terms of velocity. Vegan, it's here. And the Chipotle uh, cauliflower that I have for dinner, fantastic. Yeah, there's some interesting food stories today. Restaurant brands, Jim, down more than 4% on nice. some of those uh, Tim Horton comps. I think down 11 or so. Uh, challenging quarter for QSR. Uh, we'll go take a break here. Treasuries uh, this morning. Uh, yields are lower. Uh, that uh, weekly jobless claims number was elevated at 793K, uh, still above what economists had been expecting. Uh, take a look at where the 10, the 30, and the 5 are, and the 2 as well. Dollar index uh, will uh, wrap us up here. Back after a break. Got some uh, China headlines to get to this morning. One was a readout between the first uh, phone call between the president and President Xi of China. Uh, Axios this morning, Jim, says the administration definitely sees merit in the idea that China is a fierce, maybe the most important competitor to the United States. On the other hand, Jim, Reuters has a piece about Goldman, BlackRock, Fidelity hiring hundreds in China as some of the restrictions on financial services start to open up over there. There's no doubt, and those three firms are the leaders, there's no doubt that this was a suppressed move by the previous president. These companies felt very uh, gun-shy to be doing business in China. Obviously, the major issue is is whether it will be uh, Taiwan. Taiwan's right at the end of the the Trump administration. There were really a lot of saber-rattling about Taiwan. Taiwan has to be very careful because their largest customers are Chinese and us. But I think that the dialogue is starting. This is one of the reasons why I've been continually beating the drum on Boeing, because this is the way that the Chinese would show that they mean a different kind of business. I know there are people here who really wanted to bring back uh, the days before uh, before China opened uh, a Cold War. This is not a Cold War stance that the president's taking. David, it is not no, a Cold War stance. But there's going to be a point sometime in the not-too-distant future, one would imagine, where we're going to be talking a lot about our relationship with China in a significant way in terms of its impact even on the market. Oh, I mean, no. I, it's not a good relationship. Oh, no, it's bad. It's competitive, and we're not winning in a lot of places. Right. And, that's, and it's not secure. No. But I'm just saying, but so it's those not, are all bad things. They're all bad, but it's not, you know, I think it's going to be done. The diplomacy, is, from my understanding, is happening right now. It's very quiet. Well, it's not going to happen on Twitter. That we know. No, it's not going to happen on Twitter. Right. Jack Dorsey took care of that. Well, yeah, but also no, the current president's not interested in using that as his, as his communication no, uh, I know. platform. But, but it's just, Carl, this is, it's so or fluid talks. what's happening in China now that, that the president's literally trying to figure out, is it, is it about uh, suppression? Is it about freedom of speech? Right, is, but is human rights about, comes into the conversation right. in a way that it might not have been, and that can also make things more difficult in some way. On trade, though, I mean, there, if there's any area that they, this administration is somewhat aligned with the last, it's probably on China policy. Don't you very, very, very hard line, but, uh, and also involving climate control. 
Right. At the same time, if it's done below the surface, it just makes it so more business gets done. And that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I, I, I find, Carl, yeah. it's, it's, it's an insecure relationship, but it's not insecure in your face every day. It just won't be. That's just not the way this president's yeah. operating. Uh, Peterson Institute did do some work looking at the level of uh, exports to China relative to the initial agreement of phase one. Remember that, guys, mm-hmm. uh, just about a year ago? Uh, and they missed the target by 40 percent, according to Peterson. Um, but whatever happens, Jim, is going to be done through a multinational lens. There's a scoop out of CNN today that uh, the secretary of state is planning his first trips in mid to late March. And it's going to be with meetings with NATO counterparts talking about uh, issues in Europe, but also Asia PAC. Well, see, when you hear that, you know that it's going to cool off because 25 percent of what they make, the Chinese buy. So, I mean, a lot of people, the previous administration would, just, would speak of those countries as client states of China. That when you do reporting on it, this administration does not regard those places as client states of China. Italy's a client state. Germany's yeah. a client state. Because of the Belt and Road Initiative. Data. We do have a record. We got a record high on the Dow, uh, led by Visa. Speaking of all the payments that are moving today, we're back in a moment. Cannabis stocks obviously giving some back today. Tilray hit a high of 67 yesterday, is currently below yesterday's intraday low, although even with these losses, Tilray, for example, is still up 4x since the beginning of the year. More Squawk on the Street continues in a moment. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. Carl, you've got a fabulous booking on Squawk Alley this morning, which is Sonos. They had a magnificent quarter. I love the fact that Morgan Stanley called it a Grammy-worthy quarter. And this is just, again, the make your home into a better home, reshuffle trade. It's really a, a, an example of a company that has done remarkably well because of COVID, but was doing well before. Patrick is really good. It's just an all-around fantastic quarter on every single metric. That'll be a great booking. Yeah, uh- Definitely benefiting from at home, as you say, Jim. It's it's made up for and offset some of the manufacturing issues they've had yes. in Asia. And then raising the guide does sort of lend some confidence to what happens when we move, hopefully, out of COVID later this year. Yeah, I agree. And remember, they, they had those same chip problems everybody else has. They've been able to uh, override it. I love the product. What can I say? I mean, it's just a thing that just makes your house great. I did not know it, as, it has become as popular as it did. And this was a remarkable time. It, considering that retail's closed, they managed to be able to do this. So I can't, I can't wait to hear exactly how he was able to do so well in a chaotic moment. And uh, I think it's here to stay. Yeah. It's real. How about tonight, Jim? Okay, I've got Hormel. Uh, they, uh, they got Nutty, Planners, and then PayPal. I, uh, and I've got both the C- CFO and the CEO, Dan Schulman. Remember, I think PayPal is integral uh, to the, the revolution that we've been talking about. I don't like the word revolution. I, I liked enlightenment, but no one bought that one. It's just not sexy enough. But I'm working on it. <laughs> you know, one last question from me, Jim. Uh, you know, a lot of people who've had the second dose of either Pfizer or Moderna say uh, that's the one that you do feel a little sluggish for a couple of days afterwards. Are you getting any no, of that? I don't, I don't know what they're talking about. Like, to me, it's just like the same thing. Mad body will be playing against it. No. That's encouraging. I took two Tylenol. I woke up and I said, geez, I guess my head's supposed to be foggy, but it's not. And I came to work and I tried, you know, I got checked. No, it's the same, same old, same old. I get my stitches out today. All right. For my back surgery. 
Oh, yeah. So there's a lot of information. Yeah. <laughs> Look, the, right. the rip out catheter sell GameStop at 300 is the best it's ever going to get from me. <laughs> that was that was good. That's that's good play and hurt, Jim. We'll see you tonight. Uh, Mad Money, 6 p.m. Of course, uh, Mad Money with Jim Cramer. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager.